This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Rams Talk preview podcast. Uh, we're here today ahead of our clash with MK Dons. We're recording a little bit early because of the weird Easter schedule, uh, but we're sure that the man with me today will give us lots and lots of great info and yeah, hopefully give us a great preview to the game. So I'm joined today by Liam Connolly from the MK1 podcast. How are you, Liam? Not too bad, Jake. How are you? I'm I'm very good, thank you. I'm very good, thank you. Um, I think I'll be better if we beat Forest Green on Friday. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. So I just want to ask you first, Liam. Um, we'll talk about the previous fixture first. Uh, I was there. It was a it was a good day. <laughs> well, for us, probably not so great for you guys. But I thought actually, first half, you guys looked really good, and then second half, you sort of capitulated a bit. How do you think that game went? I mean, we've had so many, so many bad home games this season. Uh, so some games you kind of blank out your memory. I think with this one, it was from memory the, the classic. We, we call it a podcast the sixty thirty rule. So for sixty minutes or so, Don's were absolutely fantastic for the majority of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said they're, they're pressing well. They're, I believe maybe sometimes scoring goals. Um, and yeah, you know we're actually looking decent. And then as soon as sixty minutes starts, um, players' effort levels drop, heads drop. And a classic example we saw against Derby of what I remember is that the goals start to go in. Um, and it's it's been gone on all season long. Um, to be fair, I think the past couple of weeks it's picked up a little bit, which is nice. Um, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm exactly sure why that's the case. But yeah, for the majority of the season, um, and I believe, I believe it was still Liam Manning at this stage, um, and in terms of his training styles, I think the players' just fitness levels were just not good enough. So when it comes to the end of games, we were just really struggling to compete with teams like yourselves who are towards top of the table. And there's a reason why our record against top half teams is so bad is because uh, we go into games where the opposition has, is arguably better than us in terms of all, all across the pitch and we just can't compete. Mm. That's interesting. I was going to say, uh, I, to be honest, I've not looked at the bottom half of the table, no offence, for, for quite no, some time you. now. Um, but I had a look and yeah, you, you're actually five points clear of Accrington who have you know they've played a game less uh, but you are five points clear you're unbeaten in four um you, your form seems to be picking up as you alluded to there what's the secret behind it um well i think the glaring obvious one is that we're playing easy teams um i think three of those <laughs> four games yeah of course yeah yeah i think we've played what we played forest green oh not forest green sorry we played atkinson morecambe and cambridge in the last four 
um, and obviously those little teams around us. And I think um, when I was chatting to Dave Salmon, of, of, who's a Morecambe commentator, we were chatting about, you know, winning nuts and bolts games. And ultimately, we're the best team in terms of the bottom eight that can actually do that this season. We proved it time and time again. Um, it's a complete role reverse in the fact that, yeah, we've lost like 90% of our games against the top half, but we've won like 80% against the bottom eight or the bottom half. So it's just, it's just a ridiculous um, seesaw, essentially, of our season. But I think it's, that's a massive part to play in it. Yeah, we're playing like, I think we're playing well, but we're playing teams that are ultimately either on par as bad as we are or just worse than we are. And we're scraping one nils here and there and obviously going to the likes of Wickham and getting two, two draws now to scoff confidence. But um, I think it's just mentality. I think with a young squad like ours, it's all about confidence and mentality. Um, we've seen it time and time again with Dons. It's all about um, sort of growing young players and all that, that philosophy. And um, we, yeah, we see it every, every single season. I think sometimes where you go for a bad run, players struggle to get out of it. You lose some games, maybe you should draw. And you, you, you're arguably worse off than you think you are. Um, so yeah, I think it's a mix of obviously playing equally as bad teams, but also I think some of the younger lads starting to step up. Uh, Connor Grant in particular is playing really well at the moment. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't want to say we're safe yet because we're definitely not. Um, I think our running at the moment or about to happen in terms of obviously Good Friday against Pompey and um, Easter Monday against yourselves is the start of a really, really tough run for us, um, which if we get, if we manage to get even three or four points, that's really impressive, I think. But I think overall, the lads have got the confidence at the moment to do it. So we won't rule it out altogether. Good stuff. I was just going to ask you to sort of talk us through the season so far. Um, obviously, I, I remember right at the start of the season, it was it was, it was was difficult. I think difficult is the, the right word. I remember you were really struggling at the bottom and you've sort of managed to claw your way back up again. What's been the secret to that? And what's happened so far throughout the season? I would say... Well, I mean, let's just go to the start of the season. So going back to that was just, it, I think we started the season, everyone's hopes were, I don't think they were ridiculously high, but we thought, okay, maybe we've, we've got a chance of top half here, maybe even playoffs if we, if the players that we signed to replace the likes of Scott Twine, Harry Darling, David Kasumu, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, um, do really well. Obviously, we go into start of the season, our, our first game of the season, Cambridge away, who last season was a massive game for us it was one of our games where you know we scraped to one nil but it showed that this side really had like promotion credentials um and i would lose that one nil winning post for wednesday first game of the season another massive game last season that we lost during the easter period again lost that one so and then of course going to ipswich and lose a three nil there so that that kind of set the tone for the rest of the season um obviously we had a big win against watford in the cup but Outside of that, you know, if you scroll through our, our results record, it's it's loss, 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 win, loss, loss, loss. It keeps going like that until, until really, like we play, you start playing to the worst teams in the league. So the likes mm. of you get your Morecambe's again, and you, yeah, you think we drew, we lost, we lost to Cambridge, but people like Morecambe, Forest Green, we're just beating those teams. And I think overall, what led to someone like Liam Manning getting sacked is the fact that. Ultimately, we weren't competing with the likes of yourselves, Barnsley, and it, and I think in Barnsley's case, we just got we didn't even compete. We literally just got played off the park. Um, and for a team to go from, bear in mind it's the same head coach to go from a, you know, almost getting, should have getting promoted last season really with how what team we had um, to you know on the on the brink of relegation, I, I would say is a fair estimate of that. Um, was a damning thing for him, and you know, loads of things came out about you know Manning's training style and. 
um, how it was very similar to other managers who previously got um, relieved of their duties. That had a big part to play in it. Um, no doubt we have some talented players in the team, um, but ultimately they were kind of thrown in the deep end. And a lot of them have have sunk, unfortunately, just because of the situation. We're starting to see them coming up for breath a little bit now. I'm sure we'll touch up some players later who have, you know, really since the change of manager to Mark Jackson, uh, and probably just the, the case of getting some results, are actually starting to see a bit of, say, see a bit of life, seeing a bit of what they're actually about as players and what we actually spent some money on these guys. Because I think before, before the new year, we were like, we've just spent like a million plus on, plus maybe a million plus projected on these players and hmm. <laughs> seen nothing about what, what they can do as, as actual <laughs> talents, which is, is almost unheard of when you're arguably spending the second most in transfer fees in the league behind only Ipswich Town, who obviously didn't really yeah. the season. So, yeah, and obviously recently, you know, as you mentioned, we picked up form, obviously we're beating the teams around us. Um, don't get me wrong, we're still, we're not a good football team. Um, even Wickham on Saturday, you know, we... We haven't spoken about it yet with the other lads in terms of recording, but the set piece defending, oh my god, it was it was so bad. Um so there's definitely <laughs> got nothing to worry about against us, mate. Really? Nothing at all to oh. worry about. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it's it, there's something there for sure. I think it's gonna take a long time to get out of these players and it might even go into a bit of next season. But ultimately, the majority of our big money signings weren't for this season, they weren't really meant to be for this season, they're meant to be for like maybe maybe like now and then into next season. So, mm. yeah, it's been a tough year. I think everyone's kind of felt it. Um, and I'm glad when it's over, to be honest, and we stay up because <laughs> it's got to the point where if you see you've got like six or six, seven games left, the majority of them against top half of the league. Um, and I'm just hoping that we can pick up the points, uh, maybe against like the likes of Burton or someone like a Pompey, for example, who, yes, you know, they're, they're higher up in the league than us, but you'd hope that we can get something from those games. Yeah, yeah, you'd hope so. I think we we've just had a, a well a similar run to your running. We've played, you know, pretty much every team near the top, and we're just coming out the other side of it. And we've we've had a rough time, but now it's sort of opening up, and we've got five or six games that are very winnable. Um, so yeah, I'm, no, it feels it's not nice when you see it all looming ahead of you, is it? Um, but just just wanted to bring up Liam um, some of your your danger men. Uh, I've just got it up here. Your, your top scorers. I might say this wrong. Uh, Mohamed Isa. That yeah, right? that's correct. Yeah. Well oh, done. get in. And then you've got an ex-Derby player in Bradley Johnson and uh, the most famous man from Northern Ireland, Will Grigg. Um, all of them are on, well, six, five, five goals. Um, have goals been a problem this season? Well, yeah. I mean, no, no offence to Bradley Johnson, but if he's your joint second, second top goal scorer in the league... <laughs> That kind of shows you how well your season's gone. Um, I mean, to be fair to Mo, I think he, he gets uh, Mo Isa when I say that he he gets a, he gets a lot of slack. Um, obviously, he was almost a part of he was on part of the almost promotion team last season. Um, and to be fair to Mo, his, his goals to game ratio this season is actually better than last. Um, obviously, he's having to do more because of um, obviously all those players leaving that I mentioned previously. In fact, he's having to step up a bit more. Um, and he's ultimately not a man who you can rely on to score a goal every game because if you have that in League One, then you would not be 19th in the league. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think the squad overall is just it lacked a bit of quality, especially in the first half of the season. It still does in some areas. Um, the January editions of of Leco, um, Paris Magoma, and uh, Sully Kai have added that quality in some senses. Don't get me wrong; they're not they're not um, world beaters, um, but to get Two of them on a free and one on a loan, and to to a team in twenty, I think we're twenty third in the league one at the time. 
Um, you know, it is pretty impressive business by Liam Sweeting, the um, recruitment head of recruitment at the Dons. Um, after a difficult summer where he's he's taken an absolute battering from the fans, and rightly so, to be honest. But overall, yeah, definitely struggle with goals. Um, I think we were lowest for XG for a long time of the season in terms of open play XG, so that kind of justifies that. Um, got better recently. I think we've got a bit more scrappy in terms of getting in the box and getting numbers in the box. Um, we, we've said it for ages on the podcast. You know, if you get numbers into the box, you're going to score goals. Um, unfortunately, it's not the MK MK way as people like to call it. <laughs> but ultimately, we need to stay up. If this if the club goes into League Two, we're in big big trouble. Um, and I think the the manager and the sort of people who control the playing style have realised that. So I said, listen, let's just crack on and get some points and hopefully have a comfortable April or a comfortable enough April to which we can uh, have a good party in Burton away on the final day. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm actually from Burton, I'll say. Oh, bloody hell. There's, there's enough pubs, mate. There's enough pubs. You'll, That's what you uh, got there, really, isn't it? Yeah, nice. it's literally it. That is literally it. Um, yeah, you'll enjoy yourself, I'm sure, if you do stay up. I uh, just want to ask as well, sort of on, on the similar topic, um, who is your biggest danger man? Is it any of the three players that have just been mentioned? Um yeah, I think I think um you can maybe include all three of them really. I think I think Jonathan Lecco is probably the most intriguing one. Um honestly, I think since he's joined in January, he's the most frustrating player to watch. He'll <laughs> either be scoring um like ridiculous finishes against like the one against Wickham, um to you know give you a ma- massive point in the relegation battle. Or he'll be doing like stepovers like he's doing Fever Street or something and then give the ball away. <laughs> or, or kicking Lincoln players to get a red card. It's just, yeah, he's, um the fact he's only 23, which still surprised me now, actually, when I say it. But yeah, he's such a live wire. And if he can just, I think if, if Mark Jackson can reel him in at times and just sort of focus him actually playing like proper, actually playing football to a decent level and not all of this, like just oh, this petulance in many ways it'd be a fantastic player i don't think he'd be in 19th in league one if he, if he didn't have that petulance mm. um but i mean yeah silly kaikai also really really good player um he's been playing in multiple positions but he played wing back recently um mostly because of injuries i think but even then he was really really good there uh just got back from sierra leone unfortunately between an injury i hope it's not a major one because we kind of need him but oh uh, yeah really really talented player um the fact that he was a fringe player at Wickham is a surprising one. But, you know, I, I think those two guys and, I mean, I said Conor Grant's picked up form recently in terms of his goal contributions. I think he's on 10 for the season now. Um, and, you know, for a player who was arguably, you know, he struggled at the start of the season. I think he got a couple of appearances, but ultimately since um, Robbie Stockdale, his previous manager at Rochdale's come in, he's found a new role, in the, the right forward role. And, um, yeah, he's something he's got like three assists and a goal in the like, sort of like past month or so. Uh, yeah. So for a team not really scoring many goals, and that's quite impressive. So I think that whole it's, we're quite a counter-attacking team. So that whole front line of Isa, Grant, and Lecco, if it is those three that start, are probably going to cause some problems. But I think overall, it's just a case of if you can stop the counter-attack against Dons, you're probably going to win the game. Yeah, typically we're dreadful against the counter-attack at the minute. Oh, so, fantastic. You, know, you, might, you might have a little bit of luck. <laughs> and just one final thing on individuals then. Um, so I've just got it up. I'm using the FOTMOB app here. And they say that your three highest rated players are Chelsea youth legend Josh McEachran, uh, Jack Tucker and Daniel Harvey. Would you agree they're your top three players? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, I mean, to call anyone, <laughs> anyone a top player this season is a bit of a stretch, but <laughs> no, I think Jamie Cohen deserves to be in a shout. I think he's I think he's fourth on, I think we use hope score personally. So yeah, Jamie Cohen being fourth for us is, I think he should be higher up. I think he's had a fantastic season. Um, probably hurt a lot by the defenders in front of him, to be honest, at times. Um, but I think I think I don't think he'll be anything on to play next season. Quite frankly, I think he is that good. Uh, mm. I think he'll be towards top end of League One. Um, yeah, uh, McEachern's an interesting one. Um, quite frustrating player at the first half of the season. I felt that he was um, letting the team down a lot, considering he was one of those the key cores of that promotion team last season, almost promotion team last season. And I think he just came out really flat. Uh, probably reflecting the results, but I think recently he's picked up a lot, actually. I think he's had some fantastic performances recently. Um, and it's been one of the main reasons why we've picked up a bit of form, actually. And I think it goes the same for Jack Tucker. Um, don't get me wrong, he's had a, he's had a rough start to his MK Don's career. And I think people um, associate his price tag with him a lot because it was a hefty amount of money for a League One defender mm. um, who ultimately was a part of a relegated Gillingham team last season. But yeah, all, I think the instruction or reintroduction of Dean Lewington into the defence since he's uh, come back from injury um, has really stayed, uh, sort of calmed it down a bit, giving a bit of stability to the back three. Um, and we think we've seen a much better Jack Tucker this past month or so. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely some, I said, there's definitely some tension in this squad, um, <laughs> much more than the start of the season. But no, I, I think I think if you swap Jamie Kevin in for uh, one of them and then keep Keep McEachern and JT in there. Yeah, it's, it's a fairly. I think it's a fairly fair top three. <laughs> and a question on Dean Lewington: How old is he now? Because I remember I was probably Football Manager two thousand seven. I did. A, I just picked a random team and I got MK Dons, and I'm sure he was there then. I, he's he's got to be touching forty, hasn't he? Yeah, he's a. <laughs> so he's he's thirty eight at the moment. He's about to turn thirty nine, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, next month. So yeah, I mean, what what a fantastic player he is. Um, obviously, I'm going to be biased, of course, but yeah, to <laughs> touch nine hundred uh, career starts at the weekend um, is is wow. unbelievable. Um, so yeah, I'm sure he'll be he'll be getting a statue. We often joke about naming the away end Dean Lewington stand just to wind away fans up, but uh, <laughs> no, he's a fantastic player. Um, and obviously, he came over from the Wimbledon move also. So. Yeah, he's a. Uh, don't think we'll see no player like him again, to be honest, which is a real shame. But yeah, he's a. Uh, I think it's one of a season in him. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I hope so. He can carry on till he's 50, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be all right. Um, so just want to ask we've spoken about a lot of players. I think you've pretty much touched on the whole squad. Is there anyone else that you think we should be looking out for? Any Anyone interested? Um, I don't think so. I mean, we've mentioned the main guys. Obviously, yeah, obviously, I know people have mentioned Bradley Johnson. I'd be surprised if he starts. Um, yeah. I, I think it's very hard. I think with how good McEachern and McGoyam are playing in that midfield too, I'd be surprised if Bradley somehow gets in there. The only way I think it happens is if it's, if it's because of like, you know, the 
two games in four days and um, fatigue, things like that. But yeah, I'd be surprised that happens. Um, I don't think so. I mean, obviously, yeah, all I'll say is, is watch out for the counter-attack. That's all you need to worry about, really. Um, set pieces, we've got slightly better at, but I wouldn't be like saying, I'm going to score for set piece this week. Um, and yeah, obviously, I know your guys' home form is, is fairly decent, So, but our way form isn't bad either. So it'd be an interesting game. Mm, that is true. I was going to ask you, I was going to say, next question is, how do you approach home and away games? I know, as you said, home games haven't been great for you, but away games have been decent. Is there any change in, in approach? Um, I don't think so. Not now, anyway. I, I think they, they, might have, they might have used to have been. I think there was less pressure on away games, for sure. I'm not sure what it is with um, Dons and this home games, particularly TV games. I know not on TV much this season, thank God, but... Um, when it comes to home games especially there seems to be an expectation uh, I think it definitely comes to the facilities in the stadium like obviously listen it's, it's way too big for us of course it is but um, I think people whenever we recruit players they always take them to the stadiums or oh, look how massive, massive, massive and fantastic mm. the stadium is um, and they come to play on it and well fair to them last season they actually did alright but I think this year it's been I think a lot of young lads thrown into a 30,000 seat stadium and ultimately seeing it a third full, if that. Um, and you know, sometimes they're getting booed off at half time. So it's, it's a tough season for them. Um, I think, yeah, I think away games just release the pressure. Um, they're, they're, obviously, we don't have a massive away following. Sometimes we take more fans than we typically would. Um, but yeah, I think we've, I think our best results this season have been away. Obviously, um, obviously Watford away stands out. Um, whilst we didn't win the game, Sheffield Wednesday for the first half was a pretty good one. So yeah, I, I think this is less pressure and the lads feel like they can express themselves a bit more maybe um mm. but yeah I, I think it is a mentality thing and obviously when you go about winning a game for so long at home it, it's gonna i said to you in terms of confidence mentality it's gonna weigh on you a bit um but luckily they're over that hurdle now and um yeah hopefully next season we have a bit more of an even balance to be honest or even a better balance on either side because uh i seen ticket this season has not been worth it at all we've seen what's it like three wins at home if you don't include <laughs> the, the cup after oh, four wins sorry four wins in, uh, in the league for like, well, I think I pay a fairly reasonable rate, but people are paying like four hundred pounds to see tickets to watch four wins at home. So, yeah, not good. God, that's horrendous. Although the seats are the comfiest I've ever sat in at any football stadium in my entire life. Unfortunately, so... I mean, most people were <laughs> leaving their seats, uh, so they don't get to see the comfort of their seats sometimes. But uh, yeah, no, they are they are nice seats to be fair. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. I was going to say, I'm, I know I wasn't going to bring it up, but now you brought it up. Obviously, um, move you moved from Wimbledon. I know you'd have been yeah. very young when that happened. I was certainly very very young when that happened. Um, I'm, as I said, I'm from Burton and Burton were in non-league. They were, you know, I'm not going to say a, a tiny club because they weren't, but they were they were small and they were getting probably a thousand per game. And as they've risen up, it's sort of grown and grown. And now they get six or seven thousand sometimes. Um, obviously, with MK being a brand new club in a brand new place, have you noticed that? You know, are the people sort of coming through younger people that are, are from Milton Keynes that are sort of supporting the club, their parents are taking them when they're young? Is that sort of fan base starting to grow now? Um, it's difficult. I think I think the fan base is there 100%. You know, if you look at when we went to um, Wembley for the JPT final against Grimsby, when we had the playoff semi finals against um, Wickham last season, you know, the fan base is there for sure. And also, whenever we play a big team, you know, 
Chelsea, Liverpool, whoever, like people turn up for it for sure. It's definitely an audience, definitely a um, an audience to football at Milton Keynes, 100%. I think that the clubs kind of got caught into commercialization a bit too much the past couple of years. Obviously, to keep the club going, essentially, the chairman's had to introduce concerts, um, all this random stuff that's less less football related. Mm-hmm. Um, so when obviously you had a bad season like this, it kind of how much for the football is less irrelevant than um, something like a, a Muse concert or a chemical romance concert, which obviously is great for the club. It obviously gives the club a lot of promotion and all of that stuff. But um, yeah, I, I think I think the fan base, the fan base, it's hard this season because they played so so bad, and you, you go from the highs of last season where we were getting you know, at times you know, fourteen fifteen thousand, which is what it should be most weeks. You'd like to think with the size of Milton Keynes, which is now a city, by the way. <laughs> to last to last the other weekend where it was like have you even touched seven and it's yeah and that's for way fans included and it's just i, I, I think so we, we have like yeah fan groups like don's action for example we will try their utmost to try and boost the attendances at home games but there's only so much they can do yeah. um and the club don't see it cost effective to be promoting in a city for example which is they used to four or five years ago um but they stopped doing it just because of costs and it's such a damning thing because there's nothing really in the town centre. Milton Keynes is bad enough as it is. So <laughs> if, if you have like some sort of promotion in, in um, the main shopping centre, for example, that, that does generate interest. Yeah. Um, and I think the costings of it also, I think I think a home game is, I can't remember the exact cost, but it's, it's something like £25, £22 for an adult. Um, obviously quite on the, on the steep end for League One on the whole, mm. really. Um and whenever we've seen like a like a family fun day with tickets are like half price or but yeah, well, even if you give them free tickets, people do show up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think there's a I think there's a, a fine line between wanting to grow the fan base but at a reduced cost or keeping the core fan base you have got and hoping that the team is well on the pitch. Um mm. and I, I I do agree with our chairman in the fact that I think everything does sort of come about when the team does play well. Um, in terms of like commercial deals, actual um, activity from the club, um, it's a, it's a bad way to look at it, but it is business at the end of the day. Um, and we saw last season how well it did for us in terms of getting those away attendances. Like we took like, I think it was like, it was several thousand of Plymouth on a, on a twelve yeah. pm or on a shoot on like a Sunday or something. Stop like that. that would never happen. Never ever happen ever. <laughs> we weren't getting promoted. Or almost getting promoted. So it shows you the fan base is there. I think the, the the determination and the demand is there. It's just. I think the team, we have to sort the team out on the pitch first and then go from there. Because otherwise mm. it happens where, like I said, like they become third or fourth base and then the fans are like, well, what the hell's happened here? We're paying like £400 for a season ticket and we can't even get a discount on our beer, for example. So, yeah, yeah, it's um, it's frustrating, but I understand the reasoning and I just hope that the club can sort of move forward and get to the likes of yourselves or Itswitch or Pompey with a ton of attendances every week. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine, and and yeah, I think ticket pricing is is a challenge, isn't it? I know some derby games have been priced quite highly. Even you know the bit the big games, they've they've all got pretty hefty price tags on them. And yeah, if you're a young person trying to get into it, or you know you have a family, it's a difficult time, isn't it? So absolutely, yeah. And if if you're losing most weeks, it's probably not not oh. what you want to spend your money on. But um, I was at that Mike Chemical Romance concert, and they were selling. Uh, 
uh, My Chemical Romance, uh, MK Don's half and half shirts, which was oh both the best God. and worst thing I'd ever seen in my entire life. Well, honestly, we have, we literally have darts <laughs> tournaments going on whilst the football's on. That's how bad it is. Apologies <laughs> fair, but literally, that's how bad it is. So, literally, you have the darts on, and you hear like cheers in, like, in, the, in the Marshall Arena, which is that round the corner from the stadium. What's the football's going on? That's how bad it's got. <laughs> it's ridiculous, honestly. I, I oh, my life. <laughs> right i don't want to get you too wild up liam uh so just <laughs> one final thing before we finish um i i want a score prediction from you i want an honest Four. score prediction what do you reckon um well we see our last trip to derby was a one nil win um forced the caskey free kick in the championship obviously a uh, different story this time in terms of well we're still as bad to be fair but um different division and different terms of league position um oh that's a tough one that I think I'll go. I think you'll score goals 100%. I don't think our defence will be able to keep a clean sheet in this one. I think I'll go 1 1 to be positive. 1 1. 1 1. I like it. Um, well, we've lost three games in a row 2 0. Um, so I'm going to say it's time we get some revenge and we're going to win 2 0. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll be positive too. But Liam, it has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, you've given us loads of good info about the club, both on and off the pitch. So thank you very much for that. Uh, if people want to catch more of you, learn more about MK Dons, where can they go? Uh, the MK1 podcast. Um, any major platform on, on you listen to your podcast on, we're on there. Um, and Twitter is the exact same. Great stuff. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Liam. And uh, thank you very much to everyone for listening. Uh, it's been Rams Talk Podcast. Thank you. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.